Welcome to another episode of Working with Purpose. Our show is dedicated to exploring topics around the intersection of faith and business and viewing leadership through the lens of the body of Christ. I'm so glad today we have Bill English with us, uh, and he's one of the smartest guys in faith and business I've ever met. So this is going to be a treat today. And, uh, and he actually works for the Platinum Group. He's an executive with them, and uh, he does a lot of other things. He does a lot of other radio. And, uh, Bill, welcome to the show. Well, hey, thanks for having me on. And I think your accolade is a little over the top there. But... <laughs> well, you know, it's it's true for me. But... Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I get around much, too. Be <laughs> yeah, you need to get out more, yeah, don't you? Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. That's right, boy. Because if I'm one of the smartest guys you know, yeah, then I'm in trouble. You're right? in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get out. <laughs> All right, Bill. So let's let's uh, let's get to what you do. All right? Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about Platinum. I've known about it a long time, uh, way back, and and let's talk about kind of some of the work you focus on over at Platinum. Yeah, so Platinum's 37 years old. We've helped about 1,400 uh, small business owners here in the upper Midwest, located in Minnetonka, Minnesota, which is a southwestern uh, suburb of Minneapolis. Uh, it is a uh, business advisory firm, so we work with small business owners to help them through the critical transitions that they all face at one time or another. Yes. Um, the work that I do specifically uh, at Platinum, there's about 15 of us there. Mm -hmm. uh, the work that I do specifically is uh, leadership, interim CEO work, mm -hmm. as well as uh, assisting families who are facing transitions, succession planning, leadership development, leadership assessment gotcha. of the second generation. Uh, <clears throat> those those kinds of more more of the soft sides mm -hmm. uh, we also help uh, just platinum wide we we do a lot of turnarounds uh, companies that are within literally hours of going bankrupt will yes. step in and run them and yep. uh, and usually save the company uh, we also do uh, buy side and sell side representation if you want to sell your business we'll represent if you want to acquire growth through acquisition will help with that. We also help companies find new money, whether it's new debt or new equity, mm -hmm. uh, to grow. <clears throat> we help them find that as well. So That's great, Bill. In fact, yeah. I really want to drill down on a couple of these topics because yeah. I know small business people and small business leaders, This it was invaluable as you began to start talking about this topic. So let's, let's start with uh, how do I recognize I might be on the edge of bankruptcy? Well, you, uh, edge is one thing. When you're headed in that direction, here mm -hmm. are several things that usually happen. Number one, cash gets really tight, mm -hmm. and you start to stretch your vendors. And so instead of paying them on time, you're waiting another 10 days, or gotcha. maybe 15, or maybe yeah. 20 days, and you know, you're kind of right. you're stretching that payment out a little bit. Uh, you might find that sometimes you don't pay yourself. As, as as an owner, you pay everybody else, but there's enough money for you to pay yourself. So you go without a paycheck. You tell your wife or your husband, you know, not a big deal. We're just kind of experiencing a slow time, mm -hmm. you know. So that's that's another one. Um, <clears throat> you might find that uh, you start to lose your top talent. Uh, when your top talent starts to leave, mm -hmm. uh, if it's if it makes sense, they're moving to another state, or they they're just they're going to try this new thing in their career path, and it makes sense. That's one thing. But if they leave to go to a competitor, then there's something wrong. Got it. Uh, they you either have screwed up as an owner or a manager, yep. or uh, you maybe can't give them the same compensation package that they can get elsewhere. Those kinds of things. Those those 
usually financial and sometimes cultural things indicate that you're headed towards a bankruptcy. A lot of business owners think they can grow their way out of that, and the reality is they usually cannot. Got it. They it's... think they can, but they can't. Right. So, the, so these obvious warning signs are happening, and you're, you're, I've seen that top talent thing over and over again, where all of a sudden, wow, we just lost the ringer uh, in, in some part of our business, or yeah, you know, we, we're we're not doing 30 days now. We're doing 45 days or 60 days, sometimes yeah. even 90 days. You know, on the, yeah on the vendors and but as um as people face that um what's your advice about what to do if you see those signs uh you got to get somebody in who can help you all right now uh you go to your banker and you tell them all this stuff Mm -hmm. people are usually very afraid to talk to their banker right uh especially if they already have a line of credit because they're afraid the bank will squeeze the line or or shut it down and that kind of stuff. By the way, if the bank won't give you a line of credit, that's another indication that you might be headed towards bankruptcy. Gotcha. But actually, your banker can be your best friend. Mm-hmm. I, I usually recommend talking to your banker early on and letting them know exactly what's happening because usually the banker knows about other resources in the community that a business owner can leverage to help them return their business to health. That's great. There's nothing more that the the banker wants than for healthy customers. Absolutely. Right. Because they've got skin in the game. They got skin in the game. Right. So um uh you need you need to go talk to somebody. Uh a mm-hmm. platinum obviously would be a good choice, but there's other yes. companies like us out there that you can talk to. The worst thing to do is to keep it to yourself, hunker down and make it a secret. Right. The worst yeah. thing you can do. And and that's that's we see that in all kinds of relationships, don't we? When when the secrets hit, it's like it's just it's gonna go badly, probably. Just in life in general, yeah. dysfunction thrives and secrecy tends to not thrive in the open. Right, that's great. Now that's I think biblically about bringing it to the light. You yeah, know? and yeah. and and the idea of being able to to call on people around you who you know it's so hard to be alone in those things rather than telling people this is what I'm dealing with and. And uh, the people that really are are for you are going to do anything they can to help you kind of figure it out. Yeah. But what you're right about is sometimes you just need professional outside eyes like you guys are at Platinum to yeah. say, let's really evaluate what the state of the union is and and our disunion in this case, right? So. Yeah, and our and our success rate on turning businesses that are headed towards bankruptcy is quite high. That's great. Uh, assuming that we have a cooperative business owner. Right. If we have an arrogant business owner yeah. who is difficult and really his way or her way or the highway, mm-hmm. uh, those are tough situations. Yep. I, I I see that in the corporate life cycle stuff. It's called the founder's trap. And oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's on the positive side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're growing, but all of a sudden flatline, right? And they just yeah. they don't know it that they're now the ones in the way. Yeah. 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 So let's let's flip that for a second, Bill. And right. let's say I'm actually uh, I'm growing. Right. So here we go. I'm in I call it the go go phase uh, and things are going great. But I know capital is going to be a necessary part of my next move. And and I and so I maybe I've got some debt and I'm trying to look at the question. Should I get more debt? Right. Or maybe we go equity. We go that direction or what would you say to a person or a leader that's in that that situation? Yeah. If, if you got growth coming up and you need to fund it. 
<clears throat> you don't have enough money to fund the growth before the money comes in. A lot of times you've got to put the money out before it comes back. Yes. And so that's a neg- that's a, a cash flow model that none of us like, but it's a reality of business. Yep. Um, here's what I say. If you can <clears throat> go get the debt mm-hmm. and a bank will give it to you or a private lender or third party if you want to use – don't use factoring, but maybe ABLs, right. uh, asset-based lenders, sure. uh, are, are a good source as well. If you can get the debt, afford the payments, and still cash flow at a reasonable rate above that, mm-hmm. then debt probably makes sense. Gotcha. Okay. But if you need money and you can't find the debt or the ABLs are going to be a little bit higher or they're telling you go factoring on your receivables, uh, which gets to be very expensive, right. uh, then I would say you probably need to go the equity route. The problem with the equity route – is that most business owners way overestimate the value of their business because they value it today and what they think it will be tomorrow right. terms, right? Absolutely. You know, well, we're, you know, we're we're valuing this business at 18 million. Well, but you're only doing 1.8 million of revenue. Right. Well, but we know it's going to get there in the next 10 years, so it's really worth 18 million. <laughs> no, it really isn't worth 18 million. And so they don't want to give up the equity because they they feel like they're giving up all these dollars in the future. Right. And my thing is, if you don't give up the equity, you'll never see any of those dollars in the future. That's exactly right. And I, you know, we, one of the guests we have on this show is is Chris Jones from Sunbelt. Sure. You know, and what he what he one of the things he says right away is when we're buying business, they're the brokers, you know, buying right. businesses. Right. And and he says that one of the first realities usually is it's not worth as much as your mind think this thing is worth many times. We've got to get to, in other words, we have to re- realize, we've got to get to reality about what's in front of you. Obviously, sometimes that, that's the surprise where it's worth more than you thought, but that's the rarity. That's the rarity. <laughs> Usually the market, you know, and that's why when we take a business to market for sale, yeah. we don't put a price on it. Oh, is that true? We do not, at Platinum, we do not put a price on it. We just put it out there and we ask for potential buyers to come back with letters of intent with a range of what they would be willing to pay. We let the market tell us what it's worth. Oh, that's smart, too. Yeah. Because if you miss on the low side, obviously, right. you, you know, let's find out what they're willing to <laughs> offer at the moment. That, that's good. Okay. Um, I, I want to talk about one thing before we uh, uh, begin to. Talk, talk about some other stuff here, Bill, and that has to do, let's talk about uh, about connectivity. And you know that I'm doing connectivity on the show all the time. We talk about interconnection and all the stuff that kind of goes with that. But um, um, how do you, what's your view about the, the importance of connectivity from the work that you do and where you sit? Well, it's really important for us at Platinum to be connected to bankers, to lawyers, to accountants, to financial planners to um, benefits people, uh, and to uh, owners. Gotcha. Because I take it all of those uh, uh, potential resources or sources of, of helping you get done what you're doing in these businesses, I take it that, that they're just critical assets for you to be able to call on, or resources in this case. Yeah, you never A, you never know where the referral is going to come from, and B, you need to make sure that most business owners um, – are put in touch with the right, not most. I sh- I'm saying this wrong. You need to know. You need to know a wide range of trusted advisors potentially, so you can put business owners in touch with the right people. Um, most business owners do not have a well-defined set of trusted advisors with whom they regularly speak and interact. Yes. <clears throat> and if they do happen to have two or three or four, they never tell anyone the whole story. They they can be very secretive this way. Yes. And so uh, 
when 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 you stop thinking about what is a, who does a business owner need? They need an accountant. They need a lawyer. They need a benefits person. Yep. They need financial planning, and the list just goes on and on. Right. To the extent that they don't have those folks, probably to that extent, their business is either anemic or is dysfunctional in some way. I got you. And I think you did some statistics on those situations in terms of trusted advisors, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't you look at how many people have? Uh, th- have that around them? Oh, no. I, I know what you're talking about. It's one of the surveys out of Bible and Business that I did. Right. <clears throat> and uh, I found that 80% of them are not in a CEO group. That's what it is. Yeah, that's right. They don't They don't have a group of, of even informal advisors, let alone the paid ones that are around them. They are really, when you, th- when you stop to think about it, I, f- I find business owners are some of the most isolated people mm-hmm. in America. And there's mm-hmm. 6 million of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that and it's like, why are you doing this alone? The whole point of the body, exactly. <laughs> right? That's exactly. what we're supposed to be the body of Christ, and yet we feel like, especially in America, it's we feel so like I've got to do this by myself, or that we've got to kill that thinking and say no, that's not that's not how success is going to happen if you don't have. But in, but in you. all honesty, for pastors who are listening today, how many of the churches are set up to support? business owners. They're not. Uh, virtually none. Right. And I, in fact, that's one of my, my long-term um, uh, hopes of the show, and that is that that pastors and, and any kind of ministry leaders will realize the inc- incredible gifts they've been given in people and to, and to know that there's a lot that you don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I have to do on the business side is I have to convince them that just because the church is you know doing God's business, it's still business, and and so a lot of what they ha- they know and are good at is actually very applicable when you think about reaching into the church. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, and both sides, I think, have to be in bigger conversation yep. about that. Yep. Well, we'll be right back. We're going to talk about some of what Bill's going to work on in the next uh, next while. Uh, you've been listening, working with purpose. Today we have Bill English with us. Stay tuned. Hi, this is David Stark, and I'm so glad you're listening to our show. And as you see all of us dealing with all of these topics around business and technologies, I just wanted to say to you, if any of you want to have a discussion about any of the cutting-edge technologies and its relationship to humans in your business, you can just contact me on the David Stark Collective platform. There's a contact page where you can email me there. You can also just text me at 952 484-7270. I love jumping in and consulting with companies about how to use these great, great tools in appropriate ways as they build their businesses or even are trying to understand what's possible in strategy when we use these technologies in their business. Once again, you can get a hold of me at 952-484-7270. Thanks. Welcome back to Working with Purpose. Today we're talking with Bill English. He's one of the executives at the Platinum Group. We're learning kind of all about that today. But Bill, I 
I really want to go to my introduction here and really say, I know you've done a lot of work in ministry around faith and work. It's been a big part of yours, still is. And I know part of that is about the the Bible and business part of your ministry. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what that is? Well, the Bible and business is where I think out loud. So it's BibleandBusiness.com. And actually, on, on, <clears throat> on Wednesday mornings, I'm introduced as Bill English from Bible and Business. I'm not <laughs> introduced as Bill English from the Platinum Group, Yes, uh, which is fine. I, I, I don't mind that at all. Um, Bible and Business is where I think out loud. So right. back in the mid-2000s, God plopped this training business in my lap. And in five years, it went from zero dollars and me in a basement in my house to 9,065,000 people. Wow. And uh, <clears throat> we're training uh, literally all over the world. Gotcha. Okay. 2008 uh, happened, and 2009 happened, and in six months, uh, our prorated went from nine million to four million, and 65 people to 18 people, oh, and it was man. just a horrible, horrible time. Throughout that whole thing, I kept wondering, God, why? Mm-hmm. Why would you do this? Mm-hmm. Why would you plop this business in my lap? Mm. I didn't ask for it. I just kind of fell into it, you yep. know. And so um, I look at that, and um, I started to really search out what it meant to run a business God's way. That was how I started thinking about it, and I quickly found that that was just a bunch of American business principles flavorized with verses. Gotcha. And I it, that would that wasn't working for me. Yeah, I understand totally. Yeah, yeah. you and I are depth guys, right? Yeah, yeah. We're not yeah. we're not shallow guys. And so. I came back around and uh, started to, because I'm a teacher mm-hmm. and because I systematize things, tend to, uh, God, over a period of about 10 years, gave me something that has been personally helpful to me and may not be helpful to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yet. Yeah, we're legends <laughs> in our own mind. <laughs> but, yeah, because it's, it's called the Christian Business Reference Architecture. It is something that is sounds incredibly boring because it is yeah and uh but it's something that you can reference to know here's all the things i got to show up about myself as well as my business if i'm going to steward my business the way god intends not run it the way he wants me to right steward it the way he wants me to got big it. difference you're huge i am writing a book on that mm-hmm. that will be basically here's what the bible has to say about owning a business it'll be kind of a biblical theology on that everything i do in life except, you know, take my wife out to dinner, is built around uh, that call of writing that book. Uh So all of my consulting at Platinum just gives me more experience to flavorize the book with with good, uh, relevant examples and information. Yes. Um, My theological training, you know, I have a Master of Divinity, Mm -hmm. so I teach... I teach at church, and right now I'm taking a Sunday school class through the book of Exodus. Totally unrelated in theory. But there's more theology there that I can infuse into the book. Absolutely. Um, doing the radios on Wednesday morning, I get mm-hmm. to think out loud for 20 or 25 minutes about Bible and business concepts. And on and on it goes. Everything is around that book. Oh, so exciting. And and you're in the process, I think, of writing that book right now. And And so talk to us about kind of what your goals are with that and kind of where you are and how people might even be able to benefit along the way, Bill. I'm hoping that the content over time, because I don't think the content will be widely received at first. Mm-hmm. I, I have a sense that I'm writing for future generations, gotcha. not, not today's generation. Uh, but <clears throat> my sense is that, um, okay, let me back up. 
Christian MBA programs, Christian BA programs, <laughs> media, churches, denominations, uh, and the list goes on and on, nonprofits. <laughs> We do not have a coherent way to think about business from a Christian perspective. We just don't. Right. No one's written this. I, I've looked. I've got several hundred books in my library that supposedly integrate a business and faith. And they all, maybe with the exception of Craig Blomberg's book, uh, Give Me Neither Poverty Nor Riches. He's at Denver Seminary. Um, they all start with American business principles and then they find biblical passages to support it. Right. What I'm doing is saying, here's what the Bible says. And when the Bible talks about this topic, here are the principles. How do we apply those to business ownership and business leadership and those who run businesses? Wow. That's just exciting, Bill, because I think you're exactly right. I mean, you know, what they teach us in seminaries, don't start with what you want to say. Start with the scripture. Yeah. And what in the world does it yeah. say? And yeah. what does it mean? And then we'll get into the idea of how we apply it. There's a bit, rather than starting with, this is what I want to say, and I'm going to figure out how I can proof text that somehow. Yeah. And that's that's great stuff. Yeah. And and you're, um, this is going to happen over um, a period of time, the book is, and, and I know that you're going to be putting it out there kind of a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. And that's great. So this is people can follow you in the process on, right. on that same website, right? right. <clears throat> be able to do that. So that's that's a great thing. Um, in your case, you know, I, I just see faith integrating all over the place, obviously, from what you just said in your work, right? So, But how would you counsel a Christian business people or just a leader and just to begin thinking in those terms, Bill? So maybe they're not – I find that, that sometimes there's a – bifurcation you know there's my faith life and then there's business right and it may not be uh intentional it's just like kind of that's how life works so say i'm sitting in that kind of place how would you help me start i would help you start by saying that running a business stewarding a business uh, that god has entrusted to you is more than just about being nice and making sure you're ethical in your in your dealings with people. Yes. Okay, so first thing I would say is this. Give up ownership in your mind of the business. Mm. You are now a steward of the business. Even though in American legal system, I get it, we're the owners. I, I yeah. totally get that. All right? But in a spiritual sense, you're not the owner. You're a steward of that which God has entrusted to you. God owns the business. Yes. That will be a major mindset when you say, now I'm stewarding this. I'm stewarding this business for God. Well, what does that mean? Right. Right. And I'll give you four ways that it means, because these are the core reasons. I think if you ask the question, uh, why did God create business? Mm -hmm. What's your answer? Right. Right. And I think there's four reasons God created business. One is people. You could also use the word passions. It's it's there to develop a person's uh, innate talents and passions so that their creativity comes out and and they glorify God with that. Let me break in just a second yeah, there because life keys, I see that all the time, right? I mean, it's it's like, um, and, and this is with your stewardship image, obviously everybody working for you has, at least by, in God's eyes, is called to do something. They're on assignment. Right? Yeah, they're on and, assignment. And from their talents and gifts. And so you're right. the one now stewarding these people on assignment. So it becomes... Really critical that you view them that way. So part of stewarding your business is to invest in their development. Mm-hmm. Right on. Okay. Yeah, so that's number one. Number one. Number two uh, is products mm-hmm. and services. So products. Second P word, products. Got it. We, we uh, Christian business owners uh, create products and services that enable the community to flourish. All right? Yes. So does your product enable the community to flourish? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
some gray areas here. Right. Uh, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to start the Christian Bank Robbers Association. Yeah, yeah, no. You know, we're <laughs> no. not going to do that. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. can Christians own movie theaters? Can Christians own liquor stores? Right on. You know, can Christians own life insurance companies? Yes. You know, there's all kinds of things here, right? Uh, and so, but your product and your service needs to enable the community to flourish. Thirdly, right. Profits. You've yep. got to be profitable. Yep. Not, not, uh, not just marginally profitable. You need to be really profitable so that you can do number four, which is philanthropy. Got it. You got to Christian. God gives you businesses so to steward so that you generate wealth for the kingdom. So instead of <clears throat> you going and building a five thousand or seventy five hundred square foot mansion on a lake right. or a river. Um, maybe you just stay with your 2,500-square-foot home and you give the balance away because wealth is a renewable resource. So uh, people, products, profits, philanthropy, Got it. the four Ps. I think that one of the things I'm going to be doing in the book is saying that this is how God will measure your in stewardship of what he's entrusted to you. How are you doing with that? Oh, that's a great way to put it. <clears throat> so how am I treating my people and all that goes with that, right? So uh, is this is this a, a profitable business, right? Okay. And, and, and that, am I giving away uh, what to other people? And then the final P of those is... Is um, products. Products wait, and wait, services. Okay. You went out of... Uh, yeah. yeah, products. That's actually second. Yeah. And, and that really has to do... I, you know, one, one way I, in my book, Working with purpose, I talked about adding to the banquet rather than just devouring the pie. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Although I like blueberry pie. I do, I do too. <laughs> you know, but it's really about am I only extracting or am I actually building it? Well, right. Bill, how would people get a hold of you real quick? Uh, you know what? They can just uh, go out. It's probably easiest if they go to Bible and Business. Okay. Just Bill at BibleandBusiness.com or Bill at the, at the PlatinumGroup.com. Group is GRP. Um, but they, there's a number of ways they can get a hold of me. Fantastic. So. Well, you've been listening to Working with Purpose today. We've had Bill English on the air with us. Uh, stay tuned because we've got back-to-back people coming. Have a great week. <laughs>